Oh, we have a good one up here. Could you guys share some tips? This is from Yao Ming. What's up, Yao Ming? What's up, Yao? Uh, could you guys share some tips for memorizing the melody and changes of standards? Mm. Totally. So memorizing the melody and changes of standards is about, I think it's about listening more than anything. Yeah. You have to listen to the point where when you don't play it correctly, you notice yes. right so you listen and you know the version that you love and hopefully you're 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 in an accurate-ish version from a, a reputable source <laughs> and you know it so well and you know how the bass line moves and you know how the yes. chords should sound and you know how the melody the rhythm of the melody is that if you go to play it and you play it wrong you you know it's wrong yeah and then you can work it out that is the best way you know we were talking about sight reading and and why you would do it but it's the same thing mm -hmm. with like learning a tune Go to the audio first. It is harder. It's gonna suck. Embrace the suck of it being a little bit harder <laughs> right. because you're gonna get better. You're gonna be a better musician yeah. and you don't need to read to do that. Absolutely. And I think you kind of hit the nail on the head when you said, um, I didn't hear you say anything about memorizing. I know the question was memorizing, but I think that's the key is like, let's not think, let's think about it as learning, right? learning um, as opposed to memorizing because I mean, yeah, I guess you are memorizing, but the more you learn it, away from the page uh, if you need to reference the page no problem but even if you're playing it from the page you want to get your head out of that page as quickly as possible and be able to really you know hear what's going on and listen and and be able to memorize it I guess or learn it I don't know what would be the difference between memorizing and learning no difference okay. I think yeah I just feel like when you say learning it, it makes it more uh, intuitive it makes it more kind of an organic flow with it maybe. but here's the thing though if you learn it from the audio yeah how do you not memorize it you have to memorize right. it like if you learn exactly. it, if the you learn it by reading it yeah the memorization's you, built in the then. memorization is built in and that's and, why and it locks in longer and stronger it's way different than reading which we're yes. used to just using text and 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 music notation is a form of text you know, and you're used to using that and letting it go, right? Yep. But audio, when we learn it, we have to learn it. We have to memorize it in order to go back, right? You, you have to be able to play it in your mind's ear over and over again. So I think it's really, really crucial. Yeah. So, and then another thing, if you're on piano or, I mean, if, whether you're a pianist or not, you could go to piano. A thing for really learning a, a standard tune, because I think the question was specifically about standard, is like to take, um, take two essential elements um, because that's, I mean, you can take one, certainly, and like learn, like, so if we did um, On Green Dolphin Street, just the melody, you certainly could learn it from that, but I think you can jump into two things as you're learning it, would be the root, the root movement, as it were, and the melody, and you want to learn it uh, in flow in the flow of the of the form and the groove, as opposed to just being totally devoid and then totally. trying to, you know, hook that up. So... Even if you can play, and you know all this, you want to do, because we're, remember, we're learning. So when you learn something, it's all about what you, it's as much about what you can't actually hear as what you can hear. So when you leave the space and just say, just the melody and the root, whole notes, you're forcing your ears to hear all that inner harmony, to learn it without playing. You know, it's, it's kind of like, if somebody teaches you something and they tell you everything, okay, I'm going to tell you how to do this math problem. I'm going to tell you how to read this paragraph as opposed to saying, okay, you read it, you know, or read it like, the, like leaving something, like you have to experience it. You have to have some sort of mystery. There has to be some kind of built-in grit 
for yourself, you know, which is being able to fill things in because that's that's the technique of being able to hear something and then improvise over it that we're going to need. And if you don't exercise that muscle as you're learning it, you're not really learning the tune. You can't play too much for yourself. Yeah. First of all, you don't really know it anyway, so you're probably going to be messing it up. Yeah. But you got to leave. You got to take your time and build up any of those things. And the the easiest way I've ever found is just start with the melody and the root. That kind of restrictive practice can take you next level for really learning this music. Can we get a little controversial for a second? Please. Okay, so... You know, we've, we're talking a lot about notation. We're talking a lot about learning by ear. And there was this controversial video from Adam Neely that came out a couple of weeks ago. And uh, it was about music. Adam who? Adam Neely. You ever heard of him? Yeah. Famous uh, podcaster. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, but it was, about, it was about music theory and white supremacy. And, and I shared that video around because of that, but mostly, though, because we don't have a good way of relaying all of the information of the music we love, right? Black American music specifically with Western notation. Right. It doesn't paint even the the most abstract of picture of the whole scenario, right? It doesn't tell the whole story. It certainly doesn't tell the whole story in any kind of rich detail. Yeah. That only happens through the audio uh, learning, through, through auditory learning, right? So right. I would say that you're learning a music that just cannot be communicated fully by the page right and it shouldn't like oral or oral, oral or oral tradition it's an oral right? tradition and the more you try to force that square peg into the round hole the further away from the original intent you're going to get so now would you say that some of our eurocentric uh, university and conservatory systems are trying to force that a little bit sometimes well so i run into it all the time we have a lot of students here at open studio that are just they just grew up in in a classical system right and so yeah. they want to relate how do I how do I feel like Charlie Parker? Right, and and they want to do it, and they want us to provide them, you know, with it in Western notation standards. Right, and I think I've hit a wall with with trying to make that happen without saying like. Mm. This just isn't possible with, with the system we have now. Mm. And I think that's a lot of the frustration that's happening is we we have all this like emphasis on certain types of music and the types of music that resonate the most with most modern people of yeah. like 20th century and onward have nothing to do with how we how we theorize the music how we notate it in my opinion it just is it's just not a good fit it's just impractical yeah. and inefficient way to do it so more and more i am really leaning on you have to learn it quote unquote and i'm going to get dogmatic here i can't believe i'm going to say this the right way and learn it by ear and learn yeah. it from the record. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to. You just have to. Yeah, and I think, um, too, you could, you know, one thing so that people don't get, um, you, 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 it, this is not binary. So I totally agree with what you're saying, Adam, and you know I'm a big proponent of that, too. But you talk about Charlie Parker, you talk about Miles Davis, all the folks that we bring up all the time. Like, most of those musicians, if not all of them, um, you know, went through some of these same issues in a way in that they were they generally a lot of them kind of came up in a classical tradition or a band tradition or learning things in kind of a, a western eurocentric way reading music and stuff so it's 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 very possible to to be steeped in that system i know i was for sure just because i played a lot of classical music at a young age like that's what i was really passionate about and and i mean still am in a lot of ways i'm just not doing it so but a, a lot of times folks start to think like, oh, if I'm thinking like a classical musician, I can't think like a jazz musician. 
Uh, and you can, as long as you don't try to take the rules from that. It's kind of like if you play basketball, but you like hockey and you want to learn to play hockey, you can do it. But you got to put some skates on. You're not going to have a bit. You're going to have a puck. Yeah, a few things are going to be similar, but you know, but it's a different thing. It doesn't mean you can't do it, but you can't bring that same mentality over. Like you can't bring the same clothes that you're playing basketball because you're going to be chilly and you're going to get hurt. Or the rules the, of the <laughs> game are completely different. You know, just yeah. how you frame it matters. And if but you, perhaps the athleticism that you might possess could be translated. Sure. And there's nothing wrong with traditional Western notation for notating, you know, music that can be really expressed very clearly with with that kind of notation. And yeah. hey, look, maybe this is also just my limitation as a notator. No, you know I don't think so. No, no, because you you've done a great job of like in your arrangement. I mean, I've played your stuff, and 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 many great musicians have, and you have a great way of. Um, explaining through the notation what music you want to have come out which is what it's all about but i think it's it's the the idea of like so the there's nothing like you say nothing wrong with the western notation um except probably calling it western notation that's probably very wrong i guess now that i'm thinking about it but that fits that music and beyond i mean yeah. it's never know, like a line for sure yeah yeah and it fits that and it, it fits 80 percent of jazz you know exactly like, it's like and, going and, to like a certain point you can get there and if you look at like i was just looking at there's some great examples of Thelonious monk um you know notating his music herbie hancock i used to have i gotta see if i have you ever seen the herbie hancock um what is that eye of the hurricane yeah, he he wrote out all the chords exactly. Like it can definitely be done. Wayne Shorter notates all his stuff. Like you can use this system and then make some changes as you need to. And I think jazz musicians have done probably more than any musicians to be able to push the envelope in terms of like for studio playing and these different things, chord change. You know, like the changes were made to do it. But it's still because of that improvisational element. I think it still comes down to hearing the music. It's just so important, you know so important to, to approach like that so I'm with you as far as the dogma but I want folks to know that you can you don't have to throw out the other stuff no for sure you know you can be a hockey player why would you want to do that I don't know <laughs> but and you can play basketball and you can have fun with it you know that's funny you used hockey and basketball yeah uh, you know what, though? I got to say, man, I'm changing my thing up with the NHL. Well, first of all, I'm, of course, I changed it up because we're the world champions still. Uh, yeah, and yeah, the pandemic yeah, might be yeah. even extending that a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, but uh, no, I'm changing it up because the NHL is woke AF. Oh, man. yeah, man. They're like kidding? way woker than the NFL. Um, oh, so here we have some people chiming in on this. So Pianoman <laughs> says, Ellis M, I assume you mean Marcellus, told me once he wished he'd worked on Chopin Etudes more when he was young. It all transfers. Yeah. For sure, the technical side of of European classical music is pretty legit awesome. Yeah. And like one of the great ways to learn any instrument, no doubt. I'm I'm more talking about translating sounds yeah. for, between each other, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Teaching yeah. each other music. And yeah, the kind of the way that you learn the repertoire in a way. It's like yeah. as a classical musician. Now, this wasn't always like this. You talk about, you know, Italian Renaissance music and I'm I'm no expert on this, but I remember learning a little bit about it at different periods in Germany to different places like classical music. There was a time when there was, there was some periods where that music was learned in a way that was very similar to the way jazz musicians typically learn things by ear. Although the big difference was there's no recordings then, you know, but it was often learned by ear and there was a lot, but that was also tied into there being a lot more improvisation in, um, classical music as it as it were that's such a is that an offensive term classical music now that i'm hearing myself say it I don't know. it's so classical it is it's so classy yeah, it's know. so you know <laughs> i always i always then i'll go to like orchestral but what if it's not an orchestra <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, uh, Caucasianal? Is yeah, that that's yeah. that that's pretty much what what they're saying? Austin says, "How long does transcribing <laughs> take for you guys? Like thirty-two bars of a Bill Evans solo, for example. So mm. thirty-two bars of a Bill Evans solo would probably take me quite a bit to do. But you might try reframing this, Austin, I, to think about it like." Instead of how quickly can I get through this? How many weeks instead of how many days is it going to take? Yeah. <laughs> instead of, yeah. Instead of thinking like, because I, I, I assume, Austin, couched in your question here is like, it takes me a long time and how can I make it more efficient or right. faster? I think, you should, I think you should push back from that and think, how can I make this take longer? Like, see if you can really lean into the fact that this is going to take a while yeah. and em- embrace it and think, okay, can I spend more time on this four bars? Can I actually take another day and just go back through it and get Ooh. more detail Ooh, out I of like it? it? How long can I take to learn this right. solo? How deep How can I go? Can you go? Exactly. How low can you go? If you if you worry, especially with things like learning solos by ear, if you worry too much about efficiency, you're gonna lose quality. Yes. Right? So think about I you know where I, I I like to apply this? This is a mindfulness technique. When I vacuum my stairs, mm. when I vacuum my stairs, which doesn't happen often, I'll be honest. We have, you know, the, the carpet that like runs down the stairs. It yeah. cascades It down. cascades <laughs> down. It was, we came with the house. So it's very old at this point. And, you know, it's dirt gets in that little nooks and crannies of the carpet when it's on the stairs. And I was vacuuming the other day and I, I did the whole stairs in like five or 10 minutes. Right. It was, it was too fast. And I went and I walked back down the stairs and they still look like crap. And I was like, Damn it. <laughs> and so I said, okay, I'm going to do this again, but I'm going to see if I can take a long, I'm going to see if how long can I take to do this? Can I really take like an hour mm. and vacuum these stairs? Like the longer, the better, you know, but, but doing that, uh, I'm going to get into detail in here and embrace my time and really enjoy the moment that I'm vacuuming my stairs. Right. Cause I had all day. It was a Sunday. Right. And that embrace was really me, my sweet, embraceable vacuum cleaner. That's right. But that kind of, that kind of attitude can be very helpful, not just in transcribing work, but practicing in general. How how long can I spend on this idea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's great. And I think, um, you know, how long does it take to do 32 bars? I mean, that could be anything from, I mean, there's probably some solos right now, like like some Miles Davis solos that, that the, the big thing that would change this for me is if I know the solo. Like if it's something I've heard a lot, but I've never transcribed. Um, so like there's certain solos of Miles Davis and a lot of people that are relatively simple as in not a huge amount of notes that I could probably transcribe it almost instantly, like play along with it just cause I've heard it so much. Um, and then there's other things that I've never heard that are like some kind of Brad Meldow solo piano for 32 bars, you know, I mean, just getting the, yeah, just getting just the, getting the, the neck, the, the, the neck shoe crank, <laughs> the shoe case, you know, yeah. although his stuff is fairly logical in terms of like, it, that wouldn't be that hard, but it's not going to be that fast. Well, right? that's another great example of something that if you tried to notate, right, with a notation system as you're learning it, yeah. it would slow you down so much to try to figure out where his rhythm would go as opposed to just feeling it, right? which is he's improvising and just feeling that rhythm. I think it's a, it's a, it's a big deal. Yep. 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 So uh, that one varies. Yeah. 